How comforting to know that God's presence is with us in every circumstance in our life. From being thrown into a pit, sold and treated as a slave, to being elevated to second in command in the kingdom of Egypt, everything good in Joseph's life was connected to God's presence. Today, on Enjoying the Journey, Scott Pauley leads us through a study on the life of Joseph where we will learn how to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Several years ago, God led us as a family to take a step of faith, and it was, it was uh, a challenge, might I say that? It stretched our faith. It was good for me. I look back on that season of life now and realize spiritually that was one of the greatest times in my life because God was teaching me so many things. Uh, the scriptures opened up to me. Prayer became so real. Uh, even the principle of, of fasting and praying uh, came more personal to me. There were just so many things like that. But as I reflect on it, if someone said to me, what is the greatest lesson you learned during that season of your life? I would have to say it was simply learning to wait on God. And <laughs> Did you know that's easy to preach and hard to live? It's so easy to stand up and tell everybody else to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. But to live that, to apply that, to, to truly be a doer of that word and not just a hearer, that's the great challenge. And yet, it is one of the things that God calls us to do in the midst of our difficulty. We are examining the life of Joseph, this man who, who lived so consciously in God's presence, who knew that the Lord was with him, that he just kept serving the Lord right where he was, no matter what was staring him in the face. And we're learning a number of things. First, we've learned that in those difficult seasons, we have to do what we can where we are. So just keep moving forward. Uh, you, you can't do everything, but you can do something. You may not know everything the Lord wants, but what's the one thing you can do? Do that. And then we learn, secondly, that in the midst of that, we have to minister to other people who are in trouble. Uh, that very often the Lord puts us in circumstances not for us alone, but for those we can minister to there. And for those that we can help and encourage out of our own experience of the grace of God. Today, let's add another principle to this list of things that we learn from Joseph in this difficult season. Wait on God. Just wait on God. When we left off our story the other day, we were in Genesis chapter 40. You'll remember that Joseph uh, was serving. The Bible says that he served these two men that had been thrown in jail with him. And Joseph was indeed a servant, but he was not a servant of men first. He was the servant of God. Uh, there's a tendency to think, well, he was the servant to Potiphar, and then he was a servant to the a man who was in charge of the prison. He was a servant to the prisoners. He was a servant to Pharaoh. No, no. Ultimately, he was a servant of one. He was the servant of the Lord who was with him. What is the servant's job? Somebody said to produce, to work, to, to clean up. No, really, the servant's number one job is simply to wait on the master. Now, the, the ancient servant would stand to the side in an unobtrusive way, he wasn't in charge, but he kept his eye on the one who was. And he waited for the nod. He waited for the word. He waited for the order. 
And if you're going to be a servant of the Lord, if you're going to truly obey the Master, then you have to learn to keep your eyes on the Lord and to wait on Him. Now, Genesis 40 is one of those chapters that as you read it, you think, I wonder why this is in the Bible. It is the story of the butler and the baker. You remember, both thrown in jail. One of them uh, is put to death in the end. The other one is restored to his place in the palace. And the chapter gives us this exchange, conversations between Joseph and these men, his interpretation of their dreams, his, his service to them. And then it ends with this verse, Genesis chapter 40, verse 23, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Boy, that's encouraging, isn't it? In fact, the next verse says, And it came to pass at the end of two full years. So he wasn't just forgotten. He was forgotten for a long time. I'll reiterate something I said last study, and it is this. People may not always remember what you do, but the Lord will. So take heart in that. Your reward doesn't come from man. It comes from God, and the Lord's eye is on you. But we return to this chapter, and I ask you, why is Genesis 40 here? Is it just informational? No. Uh, scripture is not informational. It's, it's revelation. Is it just incidental? No, no, nothing's incidental in Scripture. So why is it here? May I tell you what Joseph was doing in Genesis chapter 40? He was waiting on God. He was just waiting on God. He was continuing to do what he could where he was. He was ministering others in trouble, and he was waiting on God. Dear listener, maybe you're waiting today on God. It's not your favorite thing to do. I must confess to you, it's not my favorite thing to do. I'm an impatient person by nature. I always get in the wrong line, uh, always the line that's not moving fast enough. Uh, fast food drive throughs never fast enough for me. Uh, toll booths always get in the wrong lane. <laughs> we get so impatient, don't we? I hate waiting rooms and holding patterns on airplanes. We just don't want to wait. But when you're waiting on God, it is never wasted time. Because in the waiting, God is working. In the waiting, God is working on both ends. He's working in you, and he's working for you. And at the right time, he'll connect what he's preparing you for and, and uh, the preparation of your own heart. He'll connect those two. And until that moment, wait on God. It's just as sinful to get ahead of God as it is to get behind God. Nothing more than the will of God, nothing less than the will of God. So wait on God. In Genesis 40, you might even write over uh, Genesis 40 in your Bible, waiting. That's all he's doing, just waiting on the Lord. And you've got to trust that while you're waiting, God is working. And if I may say this, you have to stay close enough to God so that when the time comes, you're ready. Come with me to Genesis chapter 41. Listen to this turning point in the story, verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came into Pharaoh and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. You know, there I'm sure was a temptation uh, to be upset that the butler forgot him, uh, that Pharaoh didn't even know who he was, uh, that Potiphar had long since put him out of mind. And yet, watch please, God never forgets his own. The Lord knows right where you are, and the Lord's timing is always perfect. He, he's not early, but he's never late. And right on time, the butler remembered him. The butler said something to Pharaoh. Pharaoh sends for him. This is God's timetable. Rest in God's timetable. And here's the one thing you can do while you're waiting. Stay close to God. Stay close to the master. 
Isn't it beautiful that when the time did come, Joseph was ready? Now, he had to shave his face and take a bath and put on new clothes, so physically there were preparations to be made, but spiritually the preparations had already been made. He was still in tune with God. Two years later, he was still living consciously in the presence of God. And how do we know that? Because of the first words out of his mouth. He comes before Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, I hear nobody can interpret a dream like you can. This is his big moment. And Joseph said, yes, sir, I'm the best dream interpreter in these parts. I'm glad you heard about me. No, he didn't. The first words out of Joseph's mouth were these, it is not in me, God shall. Doesn't that sound a lot like what Paul wrote in Galatians 2.20? Not I, but Christ. Not me, but God. He's speaking out of faith, and he's speaking in humility. He's speaking with confidence in the Lord. He could not have spoken that way if he had not lived that way during the waiting period. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So while you're waiting on God, don't waste time. Seek the Lord. Stay close to God. And in God's time, he will speak, he will work, and he will make a way. The Lord is with you. Too many times we compartmentalize our faith to a single day of the week, often Sunday. But the Lord desires for us to live in his presence daily. And oh, what joy we find in the Lord's presence. You can learn more about living in God's presence by visiting enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph. There, you will find information about Scott's book entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. You can download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. We really believe that the Lord will use this book to help you learn how to live in God's presence. We look forward to having you with us next time on Enjoying the Journey.